sophomore start off saying that um, I'm very grateful for everything that God has been doing in my life, especially in the time that we're living in right now. Um, but within the last couple of months, um, God has been basically teaching me and um, showing me things. And it was four main points that uh, just kept getting uh, brought back into my uh, presence and stuff like that. So, first thing is love. Um, God's love has been driven me and gotten me through all the trials of my life. He has um, taught me what love is, what true love is. Because growing up, um, especially in this world, you can be thrown different ways about what love is and shown and everything like that so definitely he's been patient with me and showing me what real love is so that's number one number two is trust um picking up and reading the bible daily and trying to get a better understanding has definitely helped me because he's showing me who I can trust after you get to a certain point, you get tired of being deceived or lied to, especially by people who you thought you can trust and you loved and everything like that. So God has definitely shown me that I can trust Him. So uh, the third one is patience. Um, those many times I would get frustrated and angry about what's being done or what's being done to you personally. Or, um, I forget about his timeline and think about my timeline and knowing that it's not about what I want right then, it's about what God, um, is working on. So, he's definitely teaching me patience. And the most important thing that he is to work with me about is faithfulness. Um, the last uh, couple of weeks, I, uh, I was, uh, well, correction, last couple of months, I've been saving up money. God's um, been talking to me, telling me to save money, save money, so that's what I've been doing. I've been saving money from my second job with all my tip money because I drive. Um, Thousand 
over 159,000 miles on it, and um, it's not drivable to where it was before. So then I started looking to look to get another vehicle. So I went to Savannah Toyota, which is where I got my 
helped me because through all the teaching that you guys provide, it's helped me with my personal journey because, um, like I said, speaking the truth and stuff like that has helped me and with you guys definitely providing that truth and, you know, pointing us back to the word and what God does, that's helped me get through my time and it's continuously helped me get through my time.
get my attention and he began to speak to me about the delivery system the distribution system of getting the word out to the people and he specifically said ministers and other believers people out there man that is sharing stuff and I think I said last night that we have to be good examples I think the book of Titus and that's for ministers as well as this, uh, you know everyday believers amen so we're only going to be better when we do things according to the word and I always tell people if the word come out of your mouth if God cannot use it then you don't say it by your tongue because see you can say words that people can use but can God use and I can tell some people my testimony I can share some experiences with people they can use that they can use that but when you got a word in your mouth from God you want to ask yourself can God use what is God's purpose? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to get his backside of back. He came to send part of the sons and daughters back home to their first love. He came to mature the mature, the immature, and he came in to help the mature not act like they're immature. And so, yes, it's God's word that does all that is accomplished. So let's look to the Lord this morning. I'll submit to develop our faith and pray to him, Abba Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts, Lord. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Holy Ghost, we trust you right now to deliver this message, and we pray that whoever that person is right now, Lord, that you would just touch their heart, that they would put their, home, their phones on mute right now, Lord God. We give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give it out. The Holy Ghost convict them right now in the name of Jesus that they either sit still, be quiet, or they put their phones on you. So, Father, we trust you right now to trust that person right now in the name of Jesus that this message will be a quality message. And we're praying, oh Lord God, right now that you would intervene and help us right now to clean up all of the noise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I pray for God to help you wherever you are right now. Amen. And he'll do it if you want it. Again, like I said, I want to be speaking this morning to, uh, you know, a couple of particular groups of people this morning and understand my concern this morning. It's not about you so much, but it's about, you know, the people that are receiving what we're saying. And we want to be able to, as we heard Pastor Sherry say a few weeks ago, start with the word, stay with the word. And you go through with the word, and it'll always yield with the word that it will yield. Stay with the truth. Amen. All of us need to be speaking the truth in love without compromise, as Paul said in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 15, if I'm not mistaken. Amen. And so I want to draw your attention to a verse of scripture that I, I read last night in my prayer, the uh, midweek prayer, which was awesome last night. We thank all of our participants. And it's talking about set a good example for others. That's what it's all about, in word and in deed. Sometimes we just have the word, you know, but we don't have the lifestyle. We don't have the deed, you know. And so it's all about not being a forgiver here, but a doer of the work. And the work sometimes is just being a good example for others to, to emulate, to role model. Right now we have church folks, man, modeling themselves after other politicians or, or great icons, or civil rights Everybody's just trying to, you know, live that dream and we can relive that portion of life. What about carving out your own life? What about you being an example to your own self? What about looking in the mirror and seeing someone that you're proud to follow, you're proud to be? You know, so let's 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 talk about, you know, setting the right example as ministers, and I'm gonna tell you how to do that. And setting the right example, man, as just born again believers. Amen. Uh, both of us use the same tools to be able to accomplish that. No difference just because I got a title. I don't have no special privilege just because I have a title. God requires the same thing out of me as he requires you who receive the message that we deserve. And let's understand that, you know. Let's understand that. It's just that he gives some of us, like pastors and evangelists, teachers and preachers and ministers, he just gives us a little bit more responsibility based on the level of our maturity, okay? And it's the same truth that, that sets us free that sets you free. There's no difference. We can't fear from the truth. Our integrity got to get by God just like you. You know, we don't have no, no, God has no favor, you know. He just gives us, uh, you know, a little bit more responsibility, and he equips us and helps us to be able to be good stewards over that responsibility. So don't think we got no magic wand we can wave, man, and get God to do everything. He's chasing us because he loves us just like anybody else. And that's for the ministers right there. 
lives matter don't save nobody. Racism don't save nobody. It is the gospel, unadulterated, pure gospel. The word of truth is what sanctifies people and free people. So let's get in that business, especially right now, of publishing the gospel, sharing the gospel with people, getting you some scriptures, man, that deal with salvation. Why? You're looking at what what, what impact your words are going to have on the lost out there. Some of our households are lost. Some of our husbands are lost. Some of our children are lost. Some of our cousins, some of our family members are lost. And the word of God works for them just like it does anybody else. But we want to get into this truth business. That's our market, truth. And then we ain't selling it. You know, we're giving it freely. Some people may be marketing and selling it for filthy loops, but not us. I hope you're hearing me out there, man. Don't get in this business, man, if you're getting in it for filthy loops. It can be very lucrative. But don't have that responsibility on your hand that you sent somebody to hell because you want to make a few dollars. Don't perpetrate no fraud out there. Let's stick with the truth. The world right now, man, is going going south, man, quick, fast, and in a hurry. And we got enough preachers and enough churches out there, man, that every individual household can have their own individual church and pastor. But are we doing the work that God has called us to do? And so let's look at Titus right here, man, and see what he's saying right here in the book of Titus, the second chapter. Look at verse 7. He says, In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good work in doctrine, Showing incorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Verse 8, sound speech. That sound doctrine. Can't get any more sounder than that. Sound doctrine, what we see. And he says, uh, in sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Now he's talking about and addressing our behavior and ministers, our behavior as born-again believers. We can't be saved and still living like the world. We got to come out from among them, be separated, don't have nothing to do with it, don't contaminate your, your faith with all, trying to put all this other stuff in here, make us forget, spiritual spaghetti out of it. Let's deal with the truth, let's cut it straight, let's study to show ourselves approved in the God as workmen who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God, cutting that word when it comes down to giving the word. The law cannot be saved if I go around the corner, man, with the gospel. I got to cut it right straight out. I got to tell them, look, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish without everlasting. That's the only scripture, only word of truth you know. That is powerful. When people hear that, man, when, they, when they're going through, like we heard the sister say, you can't trust people. People say they love you, but they don't. You know, when, when, when a person who's without love hears that, that God so loved them, that God loved them, right away, they, they love that. They've been without love. They hear love, Pastor that, that, that That's a message right there. Now, by the grace, hope and love, these people, the grace of these is love. And if you share it because you have received that love, don't just say it, not to be saying it because you know you, well, Pastor said we got to give them this scripture. But if you have received and tasted the love of God, you are, Jesus, how can you say you love me? You ain't never seen me. Take your brother you see every day. So tone and attitude and behavior, the way you deliver that message, what Titus is talking about here, you know, is very important. So let me just talk to the ministers for a minute. Open the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, says this. And I, this is Paul now, talking to the ministers, preach the word. Preach the true doctrine, which is the word. Listen to what Paul is saying right here to these Corinthians, man, in the first book of Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. Paul says, and I, brethren, he used his own self as an example to them. He said, and I, brethren, when I come to you, I came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. But I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is how Paul went to them. Now, lost people, backside of the next group, you have to understand that all these things. And I was with you in weakness. I've been through some of the same things. I'm not faulted. I don't think of myself more highly than you. And in fear, I've experienced all those emotions. And in much trembling, I've had to fear God for me too. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But we are laborers together with God. With God, we labor with Him. He's got the final say in authority. He uses His word to do that. You are God's husbandry. You are God's builder. 
stranger, you know, on the, you know, by yourself. You are God's husbandry, and you are God's building. I want to keep echoing that. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, he says this, but we preach not ourselves. That's important. But Christ Jesus the Lord, the only one that can save us, and ourselves your servants for Jesus Christ's sake. And he goes on in verse 7 of that same chapter, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, he says this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Ready to receive that in us and he that's in the world. We don't know what to say about God without the Holy Ghost bringing it back to our remember. Stop trying to fake it to make Stop trying to copy somebody else's stuff. Stop going out there, man, pulling stuff because you ain't did no prep time. Don't be that kind of minister. Remember, we want to preach the truth doctrine, the word of God. I can tell when you out there Googling somebody else's stuff. We can tell. People can tell. They go right behind you. Come on with you. You got the Holy Ghost, he'll give you. He'll give you fresh mouth. I'm talking to you, minister. You're out there all over the place. Hee-hawing and yelling at people and raising your voice and all that. That ain't it's the word of God. That's where the power's at. That's where the power's at. Let's go a little further here. Okay, down here when it talks about speaking the truth, and this is for all of us, okay? Believers, all of us. In the book of 2 Corinthians, Chapter 13, verse 8 says this, For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. That's a very important statement. You can't do nothing with the truth against the truth. you got to go with the truth, as Pastor Jeremy told us. The truth is where it's at. That's what free And free people, free people. So read that. Put that. Get that. You know, first, second Corinthians, the book of second Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 8. For we can do nothing. Minister, you can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. Thousands, prophets, bishops. I know you think you can. I know you think you're all done the bad for. But we can do nothing against the truth. But for the truth. And if it makes us free, then we can free other people. Not put them in more bondage. Why you got 4,200 different denominations out there right now. Coming up with their own doctrine, their own teaching, their own rules. Dog. Not teaching people how to do this using the basic truth, you know. And then in the second book of Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 3, says this. Giving no offense, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. That the ministry be not blamed. And then in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 6 through 7, it says this. By pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfrightened, by the word of truth, by the power of God, and by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. I love it, man. I love Paul's teaching. Because the ministers, he's even got pastors under this teaching. Because that's what Paul is doing. He's an apostle. He's establishing churches. He's telling these pastors. He's telling these bishops. Here is the standard. Don't go out and create your own. It confuses keeps them bound. It makes them more lost than what they were. He said, all of us going to have to deal with truth when we deal with the law, when we deal with the, the backslide, the immature, the mature, the prodigal sons and daughters. Truth is where it's at. And Paul is telling them, remember, all audience, he's got pastors, he's got ministers, he's got evangelists, he's got prophets, he's got all these people in leadership. Timothy, all of them. The Barnabas is all of them. And he goes on in the second book of Timothy, speaks the argument up right here to
I don't have the copyright to this song. All that's legally justified. But the word of God, we have we have we have a right to use the word of God to publish our message. I love songs and all of that, but don't spend all your bankroll, all your time talking about you don't have the right to this music and all of that and singing all these songs. Wasting time. We've had enough singing, we've had enough song. It is time to publish the gospel. Jesus said it is the gospel. In the gospel, the gospel contains the power of God and the salvation. For all who shall believe, but how can they believe it except they hear it? And how can they hear it except there be a preacher that will preach it and sent and call the gospel? You're going to wear the title, then do the work that marries the title. Don't wear the title, then try to have somebody else do the work. You will serve it. Serve God and we serve his people. And we began by making sure that I'm setting a good example. In other words, I am living what I am preaching and teaching. If I'm not, sit down. You're hurting the body. You're hurting people who are hungry, who are thirsty, who are looking for answers. They're looking for good examples. They're looking for saved preachers, not appointed preachers. You know, I, I, I don't care about the, the you know, the, the worship of master putting you in the church. If God's the master didn't call you put you in the church, you ain't got no anointing. You just got a word. You just got an Illuminati word. That's all you got, a tradition of word. Go back to 1 Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. It says the kingdom of God. In other ways, in other words, his way of doing things is not only in word, but it's in power. You got to have the Holy Ghost. Listen to this right here. I want you to hear me. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. Listen to what he's saying in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 9 to 12, King James Bible. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicator, nor idolater, nor adulterer. Listen to me, y'all. Nor implement Feminine. Watch it out there, men who love men, women who love women, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. There it is right there, abomination. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rival, revilers, nor extortioners. Not progressively begging the people for their money, sorting them out of their money. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I know where I came from. I know my past, but I ain't that person no more. Because if any man be in Christ, he's because in the second book of Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Y'all need to hear me. Old things, all of them, have passed away. Remember what the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 62 says. It warns us. Any man looks back and put his hand to the plow, he becomes unfit for the kingdom of God. Working and dibbling and dabbling, going back into those old ways, those old Lust of the eye, pride of the life, lust of the flesh just taking over. Anything going on in the poor pit ain't keep, We want to keep women out of it, but we don't want to keep them demons out of it. We don't want to keep them evil, wicked spirits out of it. And some of us are the ones that take them up in there because we're looking at the women, we're looking at the ladies in the choir just because they got a tight dress on. Fix your eyeballs on the word, on, on, on God, minister. You're getting ready to live a message to God's people. Can't do it with lust breaks all over you because you girl watching. Get your eyes off of them, 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 them women in the choir. Get your eyes off of them young girls sitting out there. Get your eyes on God so you can preach the gospel. He's going to fix on you. Look at what he said. You're going to become unfit for the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But ye are what? But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And listen, by the Spirit of God, not your spirit. I know, look, yes, that's a big ass. He ain't up and operating in no filthy temple. Know ye that your body belongs to God, not to the lust of the eye, pride of life, and lust of the flesh. It belongs to God. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And no one clean thing that dwells therein. Get rid of that lust. Get out the poor pit. I call that spirit of lust out right now. Get out of God's poor pit. That's why the doors are closed right now. Too much lust, too much abomination up in there when God's up in there. I have all of this. All things are lawful 
God is not just in word, but in power. We need to have the power, the Holy Ghost to quicken us when that word, Lord God, comes into us, Lord God, to quicken us so that that word can go out in spirit and quicken others, oh Lord God, because it is the power of God and the salvation. And so we thank you this morning and we pray according to the book of Ephesians, chapter 12, verse 10, when you said the preacher sought to find out acceptable words. Solomon, he, he, he sought for acceptable words, Lord God, and that which was written upright, even words of truth, Lord God. So let us so cry as Solomon conversated with you and communed with you, and you said, Solomon, what is it that you desire? And he said, I desire the spirit of discernment that I might be able to discern between right and wrong, that I may govern the affairs of the people. And so, Father, we just thank you for words that are acceptable to you, Lord God, and as we pray according to Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 4, verse 27, when Daniel said, Wherefore, O king, Lord God, as he spoke to the king, that one that was seated in high places, O God, we, Father God, are, are, are going to be brought in places where we'll be able to speak to those who sit in those high places of authority. But, Father, help us not to bite our tongue. Help us not to cease and take full advantage of the opportunity. As we learn from Daniel here, he said, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. He was talking to King Nebuchadnezzar. He didn't bite his tongue. He didn't miss a step. He did not try and attempt to be politically correct. He didn't give his opinion, but he cut it straight because he knew the word of the Lord. He was 17 years old here. And he said, break off thy sins by righteousness. He's telling the king how to get rid of his sin and thy iniquity by the showing of mercy to the poor. If it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus. All these doors that are being opened for these mega pastors and all these clergy and all these televangelists who are going, oh God, before the president. We know his heart is in your hand and you turn it whatsoever way you will. But I'm speaking to the ministers who get these opportunities, these doors are open, these platforms are provided, that when they go, Lord God, they will take a part to stand you to and they'll begin to speak the truth to these people, Lord God, that they too may have a chance to hear the truth because they are sold and waiting to be saved, Lord God. And so we thank you and we praise you as we pray for those who are in authority and have rule over us, oh Lord God. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you, Lord God, will save and deliver them, Lord God, from lying tongues, oh Lord God, because you said in the word earlier that none of them, Lord God, would see the kingdom of God. And so we speak expressly by the Holy Ghost this morning, and we're praying, oh Lord God, that these words will reach them, God. We're praying that the next batch of pastors, the next batch of ministers, the next batch of bishops, and, and then evangelists that get an opportunity to get an invitation to the White House, they'll begin with the truth, Lord God, and speak that truth, Lord God, and let him know president do you want to be saved god want to save you he want to save the whole white house because the white house has become a dark house oh lord god and so father we just thank and praise you for making it white again and white again saving every soul that's up in there god in the name of jesus that the people of god may live a quiet and a life of tranquility and peace and honesty and integrity lord god and not just in fear and worrying oh god what is going to happen on tomorrow lord god but they can be free god as we pray this morning for the book of romans chapter 12 verse 22 that I beseech thee, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. I hope you hear me out there this morning, ministers. I hope you hear me out there this morning, believers. I hope you hear me out there this morning, lost souls. I hope you hear me out there this morning, backsiders. I hope you hear me, part of the sons and part of the daughters out there. I'm speaking to you this morning, not at you this morning. The word of God is not going to come back forward. You're going to have to deal with it because you're hearing it right now. Amen. I pray you hear this voice, not my voice this morning, speaking to you this morning. Oh, in the name of Jesus, stop being conformed to the things of this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind this morning by the word of God. In the name of Jesus, which is your reasonable service. And Father, we pray this morning according to the book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 18, where you said, For he that is in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and is approved of men. So, Father, we thank you this morning that the kingdom of God is not a material thing. It's not in the accumulation of wealth and all of these things. What good does it do a man to prosper this whole world and lose his soul? I hope you hear me out there this morning, ministers. I hope you hear me out there this morning. Those of you who are 
people may have a chance to hear because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they put their faith in you if they never heard about you? And so, Father, we thank you and praise you right now. Jesus Christ is the incarnate word of God. dwelling among us right now. He is the word of God. He's the living word of God. We present him to those out there right now who think they know him, but they have a form of God. But today, God, we pray that the power of God will rest upon them right now. The Holy Ghost will come in those temples and take over right now. In the name of Jesus, we cried out, Lord God, the love of the world. Lord God, any flesh that's operating, Lord God, right now in the clergy, right now in the pulpit, right now in the house of faith, right now going out over the line, Lord God, with all these different podcasts, all these different Tuesday sessions throughout the day, God, ministry is taking place, but we're praying in the name of Jesus that they'll preach doctrine, Lord God, the word of God that's acceptable unto the Lord. We give it the praise to go and honor the word right now in Jesus' name. Sanctify everyone that you've given to the ministry to the work, God. Sanctify them with that word, for that word is truth, Lord God. We give you the praise the scratch us in it right now, God. Bring us together, Lord God, in the spirit of unity and spiritual harmony, Lord God, because you say your people perish for lack of knowledge. We're talking about the word of God, acceptable unto God. According to the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, and Father, we thank you for the vision that you've given us right now, Lord God, that vision, Lord God, that you said, people, my people perish for lack of vision, they perish for lack of the word. Father, we give you praise over and honor right now that we have a vision, oh God, that we are in a spirit of revelation to you, to reach many souls to you in this hour, God. This is our vision, God, and you bring it to pass. And we give you the praise over and the honor right now for the equipment of the 